Acts of the Apostles 9:32-42. In those days, as Peter went here and there among them all, he came down also to the saints that lived at Lydda. There he found a man named Aeneas, who had been bedridden for eight years and was paralyzed. And Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you, rise and make your bed. And immediately he rose. And all the residents of Lydda and Sharon saw him, and they turned to the Lord. Now there was at Joppa a disciple named Tabitha, which means Dorcas. She was full of good works and acts of charity. In those days she fell sick and died, and when they had washed her, they laid her in an upper room. Since Lydda was near Joppa, the disciples, hearing that Peter was there, sent two men to him entreating him, Please come to us without delay. So Peter rose and went with them. And when he had come, they took him to the upper room. All the widows stood beside him weeping, and showing tunics and other garments which Dorcas made while she was with them. But Peter put them all outside and knelt down and prayed, then turning to the body he said, Tabitha, rise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter she sat up. And he gave her his hand and lifted her up. Then calling the saints and widows he presented her alive. And it became known throughout all Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Dash 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 dash. The parallel between these two passages is too simple to miss. In the same way that Jesus traveled about Israel healing those who were sick and diseased, the apostles now living in the New Covenant, traveled about the known world healing those who were sick and diseased. There are two differences though between Jesus' work and the apostles' work. When Jesus healed those who were sick, He did so by His own power and authority. When the apostles did their work of healing, it was not by their own authority but by the power of Jesus, as Paul so clearly states in his healing of Aeneas. The second difference is that of location. As Jesus had stated elsewhere, His work was limited to the people of God, that is, the Jews. Because the Incarnation took place during the Old Covenant and among the Jews, Jesus' ministry took place solely in that context. There were very few exceptions to that rule, usually based on moments of extreme pity on Jesus' part and great faith on the part of the non-Jewish seeker. Explaining why Jesus' ministry was limited to the Jews belongs to a much larger conversation but it can be summarized. From the moment that God called Abram out of Chaldea, a distinction was created. No longer were men simply mankind but a division was made of the people of God and everyone else. With this division in place, God began to move among men and prepare mankind for the arrival of the Messiah who would bring man back into a right relationship with their God. It is because of that distinction that men could look to the Jews and see how God was moving among them for an understanding of how all creation would be restored and freed from the power of death. With His distinction in place, when we read the Gospel reading, in John 5 1-15, we read. At that time, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool, in Hebrew called Bethesda which is five porticos. In these lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water, for an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool, and troubled the water, whoever stepped in first after the troubling of the water was healed of whatever disease he had. One man was there, who had been ill for thirty-eight years. When Jesus saw him and knew that he had been lying there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be healed? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is troubled, and while I am going another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your pallet, and walk. And at once the man was healed, and he took up his pallet and walked. Now that day was the Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who was cured, It is the Sabbath, it is not lawful for you to carry your pallet. But he answered them, The man who healed me said to me, Take up your pallet, and walk. They asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Take up your pallet, and walk? Now the man who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn, 
as there was a crowd in the place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple, and said to him, See, you are well. Sin no more, that nothing worse befall you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had healed him. One question that should come up at this point should be that of why. Why did Jesus go about healing the physical ailments of the people of God and why did the apostles continue that work and go about healing the physical ailments of all men, now that the new covenant was in place? What did physical healing have to do with the restoration of mankind back to God? An answer to this question has two parts. First, it must be understood that during the old covenant, mankind was limited to things physical. When Adam sinned and cast himself and his progeny into slavery to sin, mankind lost the opportunity and ability to come into the presence of God. Because of this, God set up the old covenant to bless man with physical blessings for his faithfulness and to do the opposite for his disobedience. When man was faithful to the rules that God had established under the old covenant law, God would bless him with long life, many children, abundant crops and peace in the land, free from enemy oppression and domination. With the opposite being true as a consequence for disobedience. The second part of this answer has to do with the time frame in which the New Testament took place. During Jesus' ministry, the Old Covenant was in full force, so it fit perfectly for Jesus to bring life and healing to the people of God. Because Jesus was perfect and sinless, His life was one of constant blessing. He then, as the covenantal head of the people of God, passed that blessing on to them, at His own discretion. As the Apostles continued this work, the time in which they performed their ministry was a time of overlap of the Old Covenant and New Covenant. The final judgment had yet to fall upon Israel and with it the ultimate desolation and wiping out of the Jews. Movement of the people of God from the Old Covenant into the New Covenant took place through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, just like the ark during the flood of Noah's time, was the vehicle to pass through the death of the final judgment of the Old Covenant into the eternal life of the New Covenant. It was finally in AD 70, through the devastation brought by the Roman army that the Old Covenant was completed and the people of Israel ceased to exist. With that devastation, the people of God were only and solely those who embraced Jesus Christ as the one true Messiah. So what about physical healing? The Apostles continued the work of physical healing, emulating their Messiah, because the Old Covenant was not complete yet and the mindset of the world was that of physical blessing for faithfulness. The time from the resurrection to the destruction of the nation of Israel was a time of overlap and transition for people to come to understand what exactly it was that God had done and was doing through Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit and through the Church. No longer are we limited to mere physical blessing with no hope of life beyond the grave. Our hope is in Jesus Christ and the eternal life that He has secured for us. Jesus has brought us back to a right relationship with God and the opportunity to move ourselves toward and into holiness. It would be a fair and reasonable metaphor to see the Old Covenant time as a time of God dealing with children. A time of concrete rules to be followed and obedience to be rewarded with physical blessing. Like giving candy to a child as a reward for good behavior, God blessed the Israelites with physical blessing. But now we, as the people of God, the Church, look forward to, not a bunch of concrete do's and don'ts but instead a life of maturity and adult responsibility. We are no longer in a place of do this and don't do that, instead we are called to love God and love our neighbor, using wisdom and maturity to exercise those responsibilities as each specific situation needs. To put it succinctly, Jesus and the Apostles focused on physical healing because they were dealing with people with a childish mindset. But God has moved us beyond that childishness and short-sightedness, to a place where we can look forward and prepare ourselves for eternity but not an eternity of disembodied bliss. Instead we will have an eternity in perfected, sinless bodies, perfectly enjoying our relationship with God Himself and with the rest of perfected mankind.